We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Peter Geiger of the Farmer's Almanac. Nothing will keep us apart. No, not even the weather or no. anything. Well, so thank you. Thank you. It's nice to chat with you, Sue. It's our pleasure to have you on the show. <laughs> the Farmer's Almanac has a special... 200th birthday edition. Isn't that amazing? I, I'm, I'm shocked, quite frankly. Uh, my, father, my father did it for 60 years. Um, Sandy, Sandy Duncan and I took it over 95, officially. And um, we, we redesigned the cover. Actually, last year was the 200th edition, but this is our birthday. I figure if you can make it for 200 years, you can have two years of celebration. So last year was the 200th. This is our 200th birthday. So it's 1818, 2018. This is the birthday. And so we have a little bit of a retro section in the back of the book. Uh, it's got the orange and green cover. And we should be in stores right now, or at least going in stores this year, this week. And uh, it's nice to be with you, and nice to chat with you, because the almanac is not controversial. I don't think no, not um, at all. we're That's not we're we not political. It. Never never made a political statement, and I think this is a good time not to. And um, <laughs> you know, we, we we deal. Obviously, people know us for the weather, but we deal with life hacks. Like, um, for example, this is the time of the year when spiders try to get into your house. So, what you do is you mix equal vinegar and water, spray spray around your house where. They might enter, like windows and doors, and it keeps spiders out of your house. If you're a fisherman and you, um, you, you take some used coffee grounds, mix it with your bait, bait worms, keeps them not only alive but wiggling longer. Isn't it amazing, Peter, that some of the <laughs> things that have been around for hundreds of years are still applicable in an age yeah. of, of vast technology? Does, does that give you a pause for the cause ever? Well, yes, and, it, and it's something that everybody struggled with, the, the technology. And so 1997, we had our first, our first website. I think, and, and what I have to do is I've got to be changing with the times and the needs of, of the readers. So, you know, we have the website, FarmersAlmanac.com. We have, um, uh, you know, Facebook, people posting pictures, sunrises, sunsets, all of that kind of stuff. I think that the new generation is going to be particularly interested in how to do things that they've heard about. Uh, for example, um, many communities have, allow people to have, chicken, have chickens. Well, we have an article about how chickens help you with your farming. In, in the springtime, they're the aerators and the tillers. In the summertime, they, they eat all the pests. In the wintertime, they're good for composting. So if, you're, if you raise chickens now, goats are the new chickens. So we have an article about goats. We have an article about uh, six tropical fruit trees that you can grow anywhere indoors, uh, indoors in particular. So I, th- I think what the Almanac does is it empowers people to try and to do things that give some, some sort of substance to their life. As much as, as we can push buttons and, and get information, there's nothing like doing it yourself. And no matter whether you live in a city like well, Wilkes-Barre or in a far, on a farm, um, and the one that, the, the, the article I think I'm really most excited about is actually 14 smart and easy hacks to, to help you stop wasting food. So we waste as a, on a planet 130 billion pounds of, of food, and 30 to 40 percent it goes on totally uneaten. So we're all about eating ugly, ugly food. You know, the the uh, tomato that has a little nick on it, or the the apple that's got a little wormhole in it. It's all good eating, and we waste all of this kind of kind of food. So we give people 14 
suggestions on how not to waste food. When you uh, think about 200 years of this particular publication in the history of America, yep. what is your archive like there, Peter? Do you have some of the the templates for the things that were done so long ago? I mean, can you actually physically touch the Farmer's Almanac from 200 years mm-hmm. ago? Well, I, I can't touch to, I can't touch 1818 because my father made a photocopy of it once, but we we don't have the actual copy. Um, but we have most almanac issues. So last year, which was the 200th edition, I spent um, an entire weekend reading every almanac from 1819 on, actually all of them, and and taking up tidbits tidbits from all of those years. The almanacs were pretty statistical. Sunrise, sunsets, the information that farmers needed. Um, not a lot of, I would say, uh, hints and, and the recipes. That kind of came later. So um, I think sometime in the, the mid-1850s and then more like 1870, then you started getting advice because people were coming from other parts of the world. If you had a printing press, you printed an almanac, and so there were lots of almanacs. And some almanacs were medicinal, some were religious, but for the most part, Almanacs were to tell, to telling people what to do and how to do things. So whether it was how to kiss in 1896, or how when you're burying somebody, be sure that they're really dead because oh, you know sometimes they were burying people alive. So with all kinds of advice, um, and and so I have in my in my archives, um, you know, I probably have two or three thousand old almanacs of various titles. I have my almanacs. I have a little bit of a museum in my building, and um, and, and I encourage people to to reach out to us about about almanacs because it is a part of of americana it's it is what you printed you had a you had a printing press you printed bibles you printed almanacs and you weren't printing newspapers or anything else at that time so it was an important part of americana particularly in the 17 1800s we came along in 1818 at the time my editor was doing five different almanacs um, but always with the idea that to give people information and to help them live a good quality life when you go back to uh, 1819 and Mm-hmm. Maybe some of those early ones. Uh, are yep. there still things in the early, early, early almanacs that ring true to this very day in 2017? Oh, sure, absolutely. There, there, in the in the 2017 almanac, the the one that's the current year, we we gave advice um, to men and to women about what they should do and how they should work. And there was one one piece of advice to girls that I thought was just spectacular. This was 1876, and it said, Do not court or try to attract the attention of gentlemen. A little wholesome indifference, real or unassumed, will be much more likely to accomplish the object. Consider, moreover, that it is better to be a woman than a wife, and do not degrade your sex by making your whole existence turn on the pivot of matrimony. If you cultivate to perfection some art by which you can gain an independent livelihood... So essentially it was saying... You know, be be a woman, be have a talent, and and get the man later. And the advice to men back in 1891 was basically get up early, work hard, and so forth. So the the advice was was very timely. And this year's almanac, we have uh, advice from it. It was 1967 where we talked talked about how how children should address their parents and how you know how respectful they should be. So things don't really change over time. It. It's, it's a different time and a different culture, but I think we go back to to what the basic sensibility is about life. You know, work hard, you know, do, do the right thing, and that's really what the Almanac was about back then. I guess we still are today. In uh, terms of uh, we're cliffhanging the actual winter forecast, Peter, as you yeah. can tell, because I'm uh, asking you some other questions before we get to that part, but... Mm-hmm. Um, 
We, in the past, when we've had uh, you folks on, you talk about uh, the hole punch in the book, mm-hmm. and it's still there. Yes, it's it's still there. You know, that's the tradition. And back in the earliest issues, people drilled their own hole because you didn't have that the apparatus to drill a hole. But when you look at an almanac, there's a hole in the corner. The reason for that is back in the early days, you only had Bibles and almanacs, so you hung it in whatever room you needed it most. And mm. so people hand-drilled hand it, but I think it was 1918 when we started to be automate the hole in the corner, but we've kept that. Well, the one thing we did change this year is actually the cover. We, um, we still have the orange and green cover, but we, we decided that, that the previous editions were rather farmy, barn-looking, and we've made it look more like a landscape of a city, a farm, and then a rural area or, or a coastal area. And that's you know, we've given a little different look to the almanac. We're now into our third century, and um, we're going to keep doing what we do and do well. And um, but you know, a little different look, and and we should be in stores this week. It's the orange and green almanac, and I encourage people to go to my website, farmersalmanac.com, because we have a free newsletter, and I've got about two hundred fifty thousand people to get that every every Wednesday, free of charge. Awesome. Now. Uh, talk now. about uh, last year's predictions. Uh, were they spot on or what? I know the summer yes. where we live in northeastern Pennsylvania, I believe, was uh, completely accurate because I think yep. your book said it was going to be cooler and rainy. And mm-hmm. boy, uh, unfortunately, Peter, you hit the nail on the head <laughs> with that one. Well, summer summer's been great. Winter winter wasn't wasn't as great as I would like. I had three years in a row that even NBC Nightly News is saying you're spot on. Um, this last winter. It, it, the, the the cold just didn't quite penetrate the way it was supposed to, so some of the storms didn't occur. However, in Maine, we had 100 inches of snow, so it, it isn't that I didn't have any snow, and I, I don't know if you had much snow. Um, but the the last winter wasn't wasn't the best I ever had, but that's the way it is with, with the weather business. We, we did so well for three years, I was feeling somewhat invincible. Um, and I think I think overall we do a good job, and once in a while a jet stream or something just doesn't change like it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand they had major snow in Alaska last last weekend, and I'm kind of I'm kind of figuring that we'll be set for for a good hardy winter this time. Mm. So in northeastern Pennsylvania, where we live, you are yep. saying that maybe we yep. should buy some mittens, huh? <laughs> well, let me just say this: if you don't. You're at your own risk, I guess, because what we're saying is that there should be some snow in, in the early part of December, but then when you get to Christmas, it's going to be mild, and then you're going to get into January. There's actually five major storms that we talk about, what we call coastal storms. So once in a while, we'll say coastal storm, and then it's 100 miles off, and it doesn't happen, but we're doing this two years in advance, so I, I, I give myself part credit for that. Um, but I think we talk about five different storms storms, uh, one in January, two in February, two in March, and we kind of uh, red tag those in the almanac as to which ones you want to watch for. Um, So I think, yeah, I think, you know, winter's winter, and you live in the north, that's what you get. And uh, last year was a little bit of an anomaly for some people, but but in Maine we had 100 inches inches of snow when when all was said and done. A lot of uh, individuals in the forecasting business, Peter, day in and day out, use mm-hmm. modern technology, Doppler radar, whatnot. Yep. And uh, five days from now, they could be completely wrong. Your book has gone to press and is yep. coming out. What kind of methodology do you do, use to do this mm-hmm. long-term forecasting? Well, sure. In, in, first, first of all, in the 200 years of the book, there's been only seven people doing the forecasting. So whoever does it has been doing it, you know, does it literally forever. Um, and the methodology is 
1818, uh, David Young creating a mathematical formula that gets applied to sunspot activity, planet positions, the effect the moon has on the Earth, and that allows us to do it two years in advance. So even though we have an almanac with the eight uh, with the 2018 weather in it, and I actually have the 2019 weather ready for the next edition. So we do it two years in advance. Um, the fact of the matter is we can't change our minds like the local guys do, and they have a different different job from us and in, in some ways more difficult. But when you're planning your vacation next year or planning a, a cruise in, in December or January, um, I think we're a respected source for what the weather's going to be. And, um, you know, 200 years later, we're still doing it. Do you have uh, critics who follow this very closely? <laughs> Do you? I'm, I'm just asking yeah. because we have a yeah. ton of critics that sure. uh, follow us closely. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, there, there are there are people who follow it and tell me how we do, and then there are people who who scoff at it and say nobody can do it. Um, usually, that. Uh, you know, usually when the the Associated Press comes out with the article about us, they always have to have somebody from a weather service who says, "Oh, they can't do that." Blah blah blah. But when you turn around and you start looking, all of a sudden the national uh, NOAA and, and the National Weather Service are are coming up with their projections for winter, and and so they say you can't do it, and then they're trying to do it because we do it. Um, but yeah, so some people scoff at it, but I'll tell you what, a lot of people depend upon the Farmers Almanac for for their weather, for their vacations, for travel, but they also depend upon us for all the other things that are in the book because weather is really 12 pages of the book, um, but it's really all the other uh, attributes of the almanac that are important. You know, last year we talked about the eclipse, which is which is now in our last year's almanac, the 2017. That's about to happen in, in uh, uh, next Monday. Uh, we try to keep people abreast of what's going on. We have a, we have the, the beauty of technology is we have a website that's very robust. We're we're over a million uh, Facebook. Uh, followers, uh, Twitter, and you know, posting pictures, all the things that we that people enjoy doing. So you have this kind of similar group of people, a million people who are really into what the almanac is is about, and so it just enriches enriches the 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 whole experience. At one time, it was just a forty eight page book. Now you've got the retail edition. We have a promotional edition that that businesses give away, and people can come to our website and 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 have discussions with us about all kinds of things. And and that's the beauty of the book is the fact that people still like it, enjoy it, and refer to it. Peter Geiger, editor of the Farmer's Almanac. Uh, May this last forever. Congratulations on (laughs) on your birthday, and uh, keep doing what you do, because I I think that uh, we need this. We need to never forget uh, some of these traditions, because you know what? Uh, they're there for a reason, and, and some of them are darn accurate, and uh, some of them are still usable, even if times change, as uh, some of these things remain uh, tried and true. So thanks a lot, as always. Thank you, Sue. Enjoy Appreciate it. it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t